Ryan, Tony, and Chris We can't guarantee that you're gonna look great. But if you wanna stay in shape, well, you better hit the chinwits. Welcome to the Jim Wits Podcast. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic. And I'm Tony Marinucci, a.k.a. Tips with Tony, a registered dietitian. And we are the Jim Wits. So how have you guys been doing? Uh, we are in mid, mid-May. mid uh, Looks like the uh, stay-at-home order has been extended for a little bit longer if you're in New York City. Um, how are you guys holding up? Uh, not bad. Tony, you want to go first? No, I was just going to say, like, I think for, for a moment, I had a, like, I had a moment and I was like, yeah. are you, are you effing kidding me moment? And then I was like, everything's fine. I'm healthy. I'm safe. I'm alive. I'm grateful for my job. Like I just went into gratitude mode, but I had a little pity party first. <laughs> I think we're all entitled to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit. What so. about you, Justin? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I'm, I'm still down in Atlantic city for one more day. Um, it's been a bit of a roller coaster because I've had um, some of the, the, the mathematically I've had, it's been such an anomaly, the, the hands card in poker that I've been playing where I was such a big favorite, like one hand, I was a 97% favorite to win for a lot of money or for potentially a lot of money. And I lost, which means I would have won that hand 97 out of a hundred times. One time I was, stuff like that you know Mm. when another time i was about a 90 out of 100 to to win just like crazy stuff and and it's been happening like that and that's not to mention the ones where i'm just simply a you know a a four to one favorite a three to one favorite and every time i wound up losing when all the money was in which is crazy it just doesn't happen that way it's just supposed to you know generally the math you know evens out but but I did win one huge game, <laughs> yeah. so I'm I'm up a good. I could have been up a, a lot of money, but I'm up a solid amount of money. Okay, so let's put it that way. If not yeah. for really bad luck, <clears throat> I'd be up a lot more. But <clears throat> whatever, I'm not complaining. You know, the the the, the idea is that you want to sort of stay close to even and then hit um one big cash. Right? It's kind of like the the the. It's like the way the Yankees won back in the day you know, where they would um, basically sort of keep the game close and then hit a big, you know, three-run home run or something like that and then bring on Mo Rivera to, to lock mm-hmm. it down, right? So, yeah. like that, that's, that's sort of the formula. But, you know, it's I've gotten unlucky. It, so you're still going to gamble more today or are you done? I'm, I'm done for, um, I'm done for, uh, for today. I am going to come back on Sunday and play a game that I've already qualified for and it's a big game it's a hundred thousand dollar prize oh not not first place got it first place will probably be a lot will probably be a lot so 20 40,000 I don't know how it works out but oh damn so I've already qualified for that so I guess that counts as profit so yeah I'm gonna come back and try to try to hit the real home run there so we'll see if I can definitely let us know (laughs) Yeah. and then you're then you're gonna are you gonna head back to you're heading back to new york after i'm heading back to new york today for a little bit um oh. then uh back to ac on sunday yeah and then um down to nashville for probably three three weeks or so to take care of some stuff down there it's sort okay. of weird it's like w- there's no w- with this whole thing going on there's like it just there's a bizarre sense of freedom 
like as mm-hmm. long as I as long I could travel freely between the places I can go, but I just yeah. don't see many people. Like yeah. I just mm-hmm. be, you know just stay away from most people. But yeah, how well, long's the car ride? Sorry, Ryan. How long's the car ride? About from New York to AC is about two and a half hours, right? And there's never any traffic, so it's really easy to Na- to Nashville is. Um, from New York is about 14 and change, but I usually start go. I usually stop in uh, Virginia along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. There is a weird, like it's, it's I've been getting a lot done that I would not have gotten done if uh, I'd been working. I like the podcast being one of the things. Um, So it it is a weird, there is this weird sense of freedom and ability to to do things. It just kind of is unfortunate. Um, And I'm always kind of anxious about work. You know, you're you're just always anxious and lucky that my job's been pretty good about it. Um, But, you know, if it, you know, depending on how long it goes and and how things go with with our client, like if the client decides, yeah, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to open up a gym, you know, until you know, November, you know, who knows what, what the job situation is going to be. So it is very kind of, mm-hmm. well, I have another plan what? and it's that while the, um, while everything is really low and probably while leasing companies are looking for um, people to rent, it might be my, now my time to strike and open my bagel shop down in Nashville. I'm, gonna, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm considering doing that. So I think it's a good time to get in, right? A, bag, a bagel shop in Nashville. Uh, yeah. I, I guess. <laughs> Where would you get the bagels from New York? Yeah, exactly. How would you... uh, probably not. You can't do that. By the time well, you then get there, they want to be fresh. No. <laughs> yeah. Would you? Would you import? If the you're water a New Yorker New York? and you know how that's... the yeah, you know how the bagels taste <laughs> in New York. You don't provide anything less than it's like selling pizza outside of Brooklyn. Yeah. Like I think. I, I think I, I'm. I, I don't. I'm. I'm gonna find out whether or not that whole water thing is. Yeah. A myth. <laughs> like we're gonna find out very quickly whether. But I have a feeling it's a myth, and because there's plenty of good bagel places all over the country, you just have to find them. They just have yeah. to make them. You have to put care into making them. So. Yeah. But I think it's a good business, you know, if, as long as the bagels taste good, right? It's a big markup and big markup on coffee and people will always spend, you know, $6 on a, on a latte. So, <laughs> <laughs> but actually, <laughs> Look <at that. laughs> which is ridiculous. But anyways, that's for another day. Um, <laughs> Ryan, you were about to say, you were talking about your job yeah. and like, you know, when, if, you know, if they open up another gym or keep it open or whatever. But I just, I'm curious what your thoughts are on like when the gyms do reopen, what that's going to even look like. Um, oh, well, that, well, we're segueing right into like, what we're going to talk about. So. I was trying to be nonchalant <laughs> yeah. about it, but you just like, <laughs> called it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, great segue. Oh, yeah. So, so uh, um, there, <laughs> I, I think, you know, obviously when gyms open up, there's going to be a lot of changes. So now I want to say kind of, um, I like be, only because you meant so because I work in, you know in a company that runs gyms I'm not like sharing any info I, I have no knowledge of our procedures so like what I'm sharing is more stuff that I've 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 read read up on or research or just you know kind of maybe common sense would say but uh, and also reading you know some of the gyms that have opened up what they're doing but this isn't necessarily like hey here are our policies because I wouldn't you know wouldn't share that and I'm, I'm not privy to that yet so I just want to kind of put that out there um but anyway but but i think so so gyms when they open back up um are are, are gonna be a lot a lot different um well it also depends on the type of facility because i think you have different kinds of facilities you have like kind of massive you know you have gyms that are massive 
you know, that multiple floors that have basketball courts and rock climbing walls and pools and outdoor spaces and indoor spaces, you know, and then you're going to have, you know, your, your standard commercial gym that has maybe one or two floors and, you know, a couple group exercise rooms, maybe a spinning room, um, you know, that you're going to have smaller studios, um, you know, for group that do like group fitness only, um, you're going to have personal training studios. So you have a lot of different types of facilities that I think, you know, depending on the type of facility, you know, it's going to allow you to, to be a little bit more flexible. Um, so I think, you know, the one thing you're, you're going to see almost across the board is, is frequent cleaning. So I think that you're going to see that um, there will be either, you know, either the cleaning staff will be kind of working nonstop or a lot of places will probably hire new cleaning staff and that there'll be kind of constant cleaning of equipment, um, at, you know, throughout the facility. Um, you know, I think another thing you're, you're going to see is, you know, kind of requirements that members also, you know, help cleaning so so you know in that like you know when you come in you that you're using hand sanitizer um when you use the equipment um that you wipe down the equipment after you use it i think you know, which is also supposed to be yeah. what you i mean you yeah know, how, how like, it that's is that's kind of just gym etiquette. like most gyms you know have a system set up where you know you you you're, or have signs and and wipes and say clean up after yourself i think i think that will probably get enforced more um you know what i'm gonna what, what's interesting to me is i think how much um you know, obviously a lot of things are going to be different by, by default and we'll get into that. But I think one thing that interests me is, is how much responsibility is put on the members in, in a lot of these situations. Like, you know, for example, um, should, you know, will members be required to wear masks or will they not? Um, you know, will it, you know, and I've seen some, some situations where some studios have made it a requirement that members wear masks and gloves. Um, and some have made it, um, you know, optional, you know, but, or, or, or you know, we, we strongly recommend it, but, but it's not required. Um, you know, how many gyms are going to enforce the like, you know, clean up your equipment policy. Um, so that, that's something that definitely is of, of kind of interest to me is like, okay, you know, what, what are we going to require our members to do? Because, you know, you, you always kind of have like the customers first, but, um, and then also, you know, on a flip side is, you know, the staff, you know, staff is important, obviously, and you don't want your, your employees to get sick. And so, you know, I think the thing that will be interesting, like with masks, for example, so another thing you'll see every employee is going to wear a mask, um, you know, most, most places, especially in bigger cities, um, everyone's going to have a mask on for now. But the masks, like, as, as we know now, unless you're wearing, you know, very specific masks, like the masks are to protect other people, you know, so if you're allowed, if you have your employees wearing the masks but the members aren't then you're still putting your employees and really all of the other membership at risk because at the end of the day for the most part the masks is, is to stop the kind of droplets from you know getting out and making other people sick but the masks aren't gonna you know will generally not gonna stop you from get catching something um so that's of interest to me also is you know how many gyms are going to require all members to wear masks um I think you're going to see a lot of, um, you'll see things like um, almost like workout intermissions. So you're going to see like throughout the day, there might be specific times where like, all right, we're closing down for a half hour or an hour to do a cleaning, um, you, you know, or we'll definitely see a limited capacity. Um, and I don't know how that will look, but you know, for some places they'll probably, I know like, I think it's um, Lifetime Fitness has already set up like a reservation system. Um, but a lot of gyms are going to are going to have kind of reservation type of systems um, or just a capacity, so you, know, you can only have X amount of people in the gym. Um, but you know that that also puts it on the gym to develop some kind of a system for that. So whether it's an online check in, which a lot of places already have, um, 
or some kind of a, you know, a wait list or, you know, some, you know, something you can check on an app to see, you know, are you at capacity or are you not? So I think there's, you know, it'd be interesting to see like how, how facilities um, go about kind of, you know, setting, setting that stuff up. And, and, um, you know, again, some places have the technology in place, others don't, um, but we're going to see that. And I think you'll have places that are up to like a 50%, you know, capacity, um, if not, you know, smaller. Um, I think another thing, you know, that we're going to see is, well, obviously we will see is like enforced social distancing. And so that might be, you know, by physically moving the equipment so that they're separate. So you may have, if, if a gym has enough space, you're going to see them just literally taking treadmills and bikes and stuff and, and, you know, separating them further. Or you might have a situation where if they don't have that space, like, you know, one of, one of the gyms, um, like the YMCA I'm at, like, I don't think there's enough space to separate things by six feet. So you might just have it so that like every other piece of equipment is not available. So, you know, that, that might be a situation um, that, you know, you can manage, you know, where you can manage equipment. Um, there's, uh, you know, I think that we're also going to see for a lot of places, um, like you may get like, uh, you know, the gym will open up like a partial rollout. So let's say, you know, group fitness classes probably won't get started right away. Um, so you'll see a lot of places that are going to open up where they're going to have their, you know, um, you know, the strength training and the cardio stuff will be available. But for a lot of places, I think group fitness classes might be, off you know or suspended for for a little while because just obviously you know, it's, it's hard to not you know hard to enforce social distancing um with that but um this is where when i was talking about like the larger places so if you have a gym that has a gymnasium or an outdoor space they may start to then move the classes to those areas so you may see a situation where like you know classes that were in a regular studio might go into the gymnasium so again using a ymca as an example because ymcas tend to have gymnasiums you may see a situation where the group fitness classes go into the gymnasium because you have a large open space where everybody could get you know 10 feet of space between them so i think you might see a situation where that's where classes are held but then you you won't see like contact sports so if you have a gymnasium for basketball you're probably not going to see basketball you know, or, or things like that. But then that also opens up another question of what about like kickboxing gyms or Brazilian jiu-jitsu or MMA? Like, will they open up? And when they open up, how do they, you know, are you going to use a grappling dummy? Like, are you just going to set up like a dozen grappling dummies and people just do that the whole time? So I think that, you know, gyms that, that require interaction, physical interaction, um, are going to be in a really tough spot. And, and I don't know how they're going to manage because, you know, it's one thing if, if you're like a YMCA or a, a, a Equinox or whatever, and you have, you know, I mean, those are tough because they don't, they generally don't have like classes with close contact, but you know, it's one thing if you, if you, you know, to say, okay, well the, you know, we're going to limit close contacts. We're going to not have those kinds of classes, but if all you do is, you know, kickboxing, yeah, yeah. you know, or mm-hmm. all you do is Brazilian jiu-jitsu, um, you're, you're kind of in a rough position and I don't know, you know, know what the right answer is um you know beyond maybe making things more fitness oriented um installing bags you know like i said you know like as just when like it, it would suck you know using a grappling dummy to train with but maybe you know if they're like well we're gonna figure out what to you know we, we got to make do with what we have until you know we, we get past this um you know another thing you might see are like temperature checks so you may see situation where where um, they do a temperature check on everyone before they get in. Um, again, it's kind of invasive, but I mean, and it's not going to tell you that somebody's sick or not, but again, one yeah. of those things you might see. Um, let's see, there's, uh, you know, so what oh. about, what, yeah. what about for 
um, places like uh, yoga studios uh, where you where people are often classes are packed. So they're just going to cut the capacity and it's going to be like too well, bad. Yeah. You can't get in. So, you know, you have to enroll, like it's going to be a big, you know, there's a lot of schools like that yeah. or the, you know, the group exercise classes you mentioned where people are right next to each other. And yeah, it's one thing if you're you're you have a gym in Austin, Texas, that's like enormous. But if you're in New York City, right, these gym studios are very small and they make their living off of the fact that their classes are packed. Yeah. The so, rent's very expensive and the space is very small. Well, so that's why they're going to have to even increase the price of the classes. Yeah. So, there's, so yeah. So I think a lot of those studios. So yeah, the, the kind of boutique fitness industry and yoga studios and places like that are going to have to be creative because yeah, if you're if you're at fifty percent capacity or less, it's going to be a lot harder to um, make money, especially if you're in New York where rents are high and you need every member you can get. So I, I think a lot of these places are going to have to be creative. So I think and and they're they're expecting that. Like they're going to have to do that. You can't if you're if you're a yoga studio that's got people like you know shoulder to shoulder. Um, you can't do that and you're going to have to figure out a way. So, I mean, either they're going to go out of business, um, which sucks. And as, you know, as we know, like one of the, the, my kickboxing gym and, or the gym I trained at and you've been there, Justin, they closed down um, for good. And a lot of places are going to do that. So I think one of the, one of the solutions for a lot of places is, is you're going to see a huge increase in like streaming and on-demand um, exercise. I think that that's a way for gyms to offer, you know, it's interesting because it's actually a service that I think we didn't know we needed, you know, where like a lot of gyms are realizing now, oh, we can offer this even once we get past the pandemic, the end of pandemic, this is an add-on service that potentially could be useful for people. So let's say we get, you know, a year or two years from now, I think you'll have a lot of gyms that will have these on-demand sessions so that you you know, let's say you are having a hard time getting to the gym. Let you know, because you have situations where, let's say, somebody comes physically to the gym once a week, but they're just too busy to do it more than once. If they then can do a couple of online classes a week, that might add the value to keep them there. Where some people, it's like, well, I'm only coming once a week; it's not worth it. Mm. So I think we're going to see an increase in on demand, um, and a situation where people are probably going to have to, you know, if you if you love your yoga studio, you're probably going to have to get by, you know, going to one or two classes a week and doing one or two online. And I think. Think that you know again these studios are going to have to find like creative ways to do it it might mean um maybe more classes so one one solution might be if your studio is if you have let's say you know you're doing five classes a day you might have to do like seven or eight classes a day and just stagger them you know maybe cut maybe make your classes slightly um you know it, it, you know like you maybe you do instead of you doing i mean yoga is a little tricky but let's say if you do an hour classes maybe you do 45 minutes um and try to stagger them a little bit more um so I think that you're going to see a lot of changes in that way where, you know, the capacity is going to be down um, and there'll be an increased reliance on like virtual um, classes and sessions in order to kind of, um, you know, uh, allow for people to, you know, to, to get value without, you know, feeling like they're wasting, you know, wasting their money. So um, do, do you think that um, the, maybe we have this all wrong. We thought that, you know, either maybe the U.S. or Russia was behind the, or China maybe was behind releasing the coronavirus, but maybe like Peloton was or something <laughs> like that. Like, yeah. like maybe that's who we should be looking at. Like, yeah. Right. Their stock is higher than ever. Like, haha, we got in at yeah. the right time. Oh, yeah, well, I heard like TRX, you know, like it sold <laughs> yeah, out and like, yeah, no. So um, maybe, maybe that's the conspiracy yeah, that we should be yeah, pushing right now. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so another thing um, you're going to see is uh, I think like, I don't think there'll be water. Like I don't think people will use water fountains. You know, it's like a simple thing, but like 
Uh, like, people like, don't really use water fountains. Yeah. I guess they do, but now they're almost all being replaced by those bottle. Yeah, things, so I think you're gonna see ones. you're gonna see that those will be almost uh, you know kind of ubiquitous um, in in fitness which centers. They and, should, which they're coming to that point anyway. Should be anyway. Environmental depends, but yeah. Um, you know, and uh, another thing which I, it'll be interesting to see is um, what happens with locker rooms because obviously locker rooms. That. What about locker like rooms? You're in a tight situation, showers, yeah, and so. <clears throat> You know, how do you manage that? Like, I would think that the saunas and steam rooms are probably not going to be in use for a while. Um, if they are, I mean, I don't know. Just like a, know. That sounds like a breeding ground. Yeah. Like, so that's the thing. It's like, like, I don't know the science behind, like, the spread of disease in a steam room. Um, you know, one would think it's not you know, not a good idea. Um, um, I, but I, it's, it's, yeah, it sounds like a pretty... So, I, but then again, there's 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 some people saying that the humidity actually kills the virus, and that's a very humid place. It is. Yeah. So I don't. Yes, yeah, so I don't know. They, they so I think, you know, I think the problem is no. Although since we don't. Yes, but saunas are like completely not humid, yeah. right? It's dry, I, yeah. completely dry. So the thing heat. is, but I heard I think, that heat, kill, you know, is not good for. Yeah. Who knows? I, who knows? I mean, look. At the end of, I think it would be to to to, to be Still safe. Would never. I think they're already gross. So no offense, to anybody that goes <laughs> in them. But I've never gone in. I don't know how people think. They think it's relaxing. I think it's disgusting. Okay. No offense. I love. I love I'm probably I mean, offending a lot of people right now, but you know, I know it's great for the yeah. muscles and all, but it sounds really just like yeah. German infested. So. Yeah. I love the sauna. It's like so my, no one of the best, one of the best parts of the gym. Um, you know, a lot of people who love it. I just don't think about it. it. Yeah. I just don't think about how dirty it is, but it's, it is one of my favorite parts of the places in the gym. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I think to be safe, they won't, you know, because you know, there, there's questions as to whether does the heat, does it, will it do better in heat? And I think there's conflicting things. Like you have heard some things that say, Oh, it does, you know, the heat seems to kill it. Then it's like, Nope, it doesn't seems like it's just as, you know, it spreads just as fast and hot warmer temperatures. Um, but I think to be safe until we really do have a better grasp of on the disease and, and, and how it does spread and what kills it, what doesn't, I would think that saunas are going to be, you know, limited or not used at all, at least for now. Um, you know, but again, you, you, we don't know. Um, so, so he, well, uh, I want to, to backtrack a little bit. So you mentioned that cleaning is going to be a big thing, Yeah, but it's basically going to have to be for something like free weights becomes a nightmare. So it's like every, so you're going to have to have someone on staff because I do not think that you can count on members to do this. Right. Like you have to look at you have to look at it as idiot proof. Yeah. Right? Like as as many times, as many signs as you can post around the gym that says, please put the weights back. Now, I know in some nicer gyms, people just do it because they're paying more for a gym or they're more respectful or, or whatever. You know, we've saw it. And for whatever reason, I don't know, you could you know, you can flame me for this. But I've noticed in the in the more expensive gyms, people put the weights back more when we went to that gym on. Um, what was the name of that gym? Fitness Point. Was that it? Yeah, or like which was the cheapest gym we've ever gone to. There was rate weights all over the place, and so no one cared. So, but I found that in the nicer gyms, the weights, and also they have staff putting the weights back. Yeah. But to to the point, uh, which is you know, if you can't expect members to to put the weights back, or they don't care, right? Can you really expect them to wipe down? every piece of equipment after use you cannot expect the members to do that so you're going to have to have staff basically watching every piece of equipment that's in use and then wiping it down as soon as it's done and maybe the members will be asked to per maybe there there maybe there is a harder harsher um penalty for members like if you're caught not wiping it down you can be removed like yeah. maybe it has to go that far and be like if you do not have more access to wipes and sprays all over the gym and it's like if you do not wipe down the equipment after every use you're you can be removed 
So. Yeah, I mean, I think different gyms are going to manage that differently. So I, I think that, yes, in some situations, you will have people that will outright say, yeah, you'll, you know, you're going to get kicked out if you if you don't do it. Um, I, but you're right. I think more than anything, people they're going to be well-meaning people who just do a shitty job of cleaning or that too. Who, it's like the, the or, thing is it's like people aren't doing it out of, uh, you know, because they don't, you know, they're. Oh, Ryan, I think right. we lost. Wait, you guys, you guys oh. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We lost, yeah, we lost you. For a <laughs> we lost me. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, no. As you say, people could be well-meaning, well-meaning, but they're just dumb, or they're yeah. just, or, or they just don't yeah, care. Dumb. Or they're it's in just a rush, a, yeah. or a combination. You could have people that are dumb. You could have people that are, <laughs> that are. There's just, plenty of people that really don't believe in this virus and think it's a conspiracy. <laughs> conspiracy, yeah, exactly. and like that's what that's putting us in danger. So yeah, yeah. any sort of everything, you know, any, any type yeah. of people. But, you, but the most importantly is that you're going to need the every piece of equipment every dumbbell to be wiped down after use right yeah. that's what's going to happen this is like random but not really but like i've also like i realize myself i always clean it after every single time and every time i do it after i'm always like why didn't i do this before like how do i yeah. know the person before me <laughs> did that so their sign should say clean before and after and, uh, yeah and we need the responsibility to put on ourselves to do it beforehand too because it literally never fails it's just like it always i always realize it after i'm already on the equipment or like after yeah, i've cleaned sure. it i'm like why didn't i do this before yeah <laughs> but you, you can ask yeah. ryan like how much can you rely on people to to do that stuff that's what yeah no it's true it's true it's like i don't i, I don't i, I it might sound sort of mean or crass but i don't well, trust people I, no i, I know I, I don't believe that people are um are, are uh you know are are, are calculating and, and and want to get people sick or you know or, or mean, but I just don't trust that people care enough. Like they, they do what's in the best interest for them, right? And if wiping down the equipment is something they don't want to do, they're just not going to do it, right? I've seen perfectly nice people that were, that, you know, left tons of weights out. And then I, when I said to them, hey, you know, you're supposed to put the weights back, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. They just were absent-minded. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I, yeah, I, I just don't trust people. Yeah, so I would agree that I think that we're going to, you know, we're going to be in a situation where we're, we're you're going to see more staff who's tasked with kind of basically just watching and cleaning on the go. You know, when they see something, you know, you see something and you, you go and, you know, clean it up, you know, as, as things are going on. So I think you're definitely going to see a lot of that. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, that's just going to be part of the, you know, that's going to be part of it. Um, uh, you know, our the day to day, you're going to see in the gym is just a lot, a lot of cleaning. Um, and uh you know, they will attempt to encourage members to be on board, but yeah, I, I don't know that you can enforce it or, or, you know, make anybody, you know, in, in like the smaller gyms, you can, like, I know I'm like, especially like orange theory, they, I go to orange theory and they already implement that. It's kind of amazing. Like they literally hand out the wipes before you switch stations and you wipe down your station before you switch. That's always been something yeah. that they've done. Um, you know, I, A certain amount of spots but going back to what we were saying earlier about like having to kind of sign up and like and like you know um sign sign up ahead of time it actually really helps with accountability mm -hmm. so i mean it like does. obviously there's a lot of negative things that are coming out of this and things that are unfortunate and, and disappointing but i do think that it is actually going to help people kind of take their health a little bit more seriously because they're going to have to commit to when they said they were going to go they're going to have to go especially if they have to like sign out an equipment a piece of equipment 
Yeah. You know, it's also going to help them understand like how long they're on the, uh, on going to be uh, doing that workout for and what they're going to be doing. And rather than kind of just going to the gym, dilly dallying and then leaving or just yeah. saying they're going to go and then being like, eh, I don't feel like it and not going at all. So we could look at that as a positive. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, yeah. So there was, I mean, I think there's a lot of changes and a lot, a lot that we're going to see over the next, you know, I mean, over the next few, I mean, next year, at least. Um, So sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but so what do you think? There's a vaccine, this thing goes away and maybe you have to take a vaccine. Maybe the new normal is you have to take a vaccine for this every year, right? Something like that. Are gyms going to just go back to where they were before or is it now this or the whatever's implemented is going to stay and people, they're going to be much more, you know, up on the whole cleaning and, you know, wiping everything down and, I, I mean, I just don't, I think that, you know, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I, you know, I would think that this is the, a large, largely a new normal. Like, I think that you will see capacities increase if there, you know, once we have, you know, okay. Sure. I think if there is, if, if we find that there are ways to treat this, um, that, you know, increase, you know, and again, it's like, I mean, that's a tough thing about it is that because it's, it's, we, you know, it's likely a fairly low mortality rate, but it seems like it's very infectious. And I think that's, a, that's the issue people get, you know, because I think recently it's come, it, it, there seems, it seems to have come out that like, there are a lot of people that have, that are a lot more were asymptomatic than, you know, the, the habit that were asymptomatic. So it seems like it's killing fewer people by percentage, but if it's infecting people at a high percentage, then it's still going to kill a lot of people. And sure, so I think that's nice. part that, that some people forget when they think, okay, well, you know, um, oh, well, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a much lower mortality rate, so it shouldn't be, you know, we, we, we can't be that afraid of it. Well, yeah, but it's still, you know, infectious. And so I think if we get to a point where we can really legitimately treat it and that even people who are compromised um, have a good out, out, outlook, we might see an easing of it. And obviously if there's a vaccine, we'll see things, you know, capacities will increase. Um, you know, maybe you won't see is, you know, masks and stuff, but um, you know, I do think there'll be long-term effects, which would be good. I mean, I think, I think in general, gyms should be cleaner. Um, yeah, and <laughs> you know, we, we'd hope that, I mean, it, it, like at the end of the day, something like this could happen again and, and that maybe we, we have a better way of, um, you know, managing it. So I, it's going to be interesting. Like I'm a little, I'm just be, as being somebody who's in the fitness industry, who's in the trenches, you know, as far as being in the middle of the gyms, um, I'm nervous because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like of all the different places, like gyms, you know, it's, it's not that it's voluntary because exercise is necessary and, and the, you know, the, um, kind of consequences of not exercises could be just as bad or worse than, than catching, you know, this virus. Um, the, you know, the, I, there's a fear that if we get through a second wave or a third wave, or if this is a regular thing, then you does make it make gyms, you know, kind of, um, you know, kind of, the, one of the first places that's going to sh- get shut down just because people congregating, sweating, breathing on each other. Um, so it definitely is nerve wracking. And I think you will see the industry ha- immediately have to take steps and try to do things to, to combat it because not only from a you know health perspective, but from a financial perspective, this is, this is going to be really trying on gyms because even if we get the you know, economy back up and running, like, you know, it, there's, it's be hard for people to want to go into a place if, if they're going to, you know, that's, it's a breeding ground for getting sick. 
you know what I'm thinking this is, would be a great time to if if all three of us came out and endorsed some supplement that 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 we claimed would prevent the coronavirus <laughs> I guarantee like a lot of people would buy it just just well there have been people doing they, that oh, look, I, I know mean, it's like so awful right that people I, just, yeah. I was watching there was something on the news today and it was like a <laughs> look on Tony's face it was in Long Island too unfortunately <laughs> and there was like so, so I guess I, I don't know all the details but like some newscasts or like there's a there's a local news station and I guess they stopped airing I don't know if they stopped airing Trump's briefings or they only were airing Cuomo's briefing whatever the case is there was a protest and this guy was out there from the news station covering it and people are yelling at him saying that his organ the, the, the channel's fake news and blah 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 and uh uh, <laughs> I wish the guy said this ironically, but he didn't. But the guy, some guy's getting closer to the reporter, and the reporter's like, "Hey, stay back, stay back. You know, stay, stay six feet." Because like, you know, whatever. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. I have my hydro- hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and it wasn't ironic. It was he wasn't saying it like a joke. It was like, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. the guy really thinks that. <laughs> and it's like you know one of those things that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, dear um, God. yeah, and so. Oh. Yeah. Well, look, we, I think we can all agree on, on one thing, right? That it would suck to have lived in the Middle Ages like during the plague, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, it, it, look, I think consider our lives now, it would have sucked to have lived like 50 years ago. You know? Yeah, no matter what, what the plague or not. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like very blessed. what's crazy is like our lives well, now. Well, it would have sucked for you 50 years ago, for me and, to, you know, for me, you know, and, and pretty much for Tony too. But, you know, for, for me being, uh, I think I, am I, am I still here? You guys yeah, hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so it would have sucked for you guys because, you know, pretty much it's, you know, life was good for any, you know, white male but no, now- yeah but you're jewish so i don't know <laughs> true, how, how much true. better yeah um uh, yeah but that that's harder to get into it's like pretty much for a women you know well, well it still sucks for women in most parts of the world well not most parts but a lot of parts of the world it's still like that right mm-hmm. you know you're still a second class citizen so and and you know barely oh we're going too political with that barely <laughs> in the united states you know like it's like things are slightly getting let's, better with let's later. transition to <laughs> let's transition well, well, to a study yeah. or do you want to finish transition <laughs> yeah, yeah let's to go that? to that yeah so yeah so, because so it kind of it's kind of related to supplements because i'm going to read what the study reported and then you could see i'm sure people will be flying to buy these supplements yeah. but it's not the worst thing so um basically um uh it was a study led by Northwestern University um, studied global data from the coronavirus pandemic and basically have found that there was a strong correlation between severe vitamin D deficiency and mortality rates. So that that shouldn't be surprising. So they looked at China, France, Germany, Italy, Iran, South Korea, Spain, Switzerland, the UK, and the United States. Um, And then they looked at the places with the higher mortality rates, like Italy, Spain, and the UK. And they found that those people who had died from the coronavirus were had significantly lower levels of vitamin D. And so if you don't know, vitamin D actually does support the immune system. And so that's not really surprising, but we also know that that's just like one part. And so therefore all that to say that if you wanted to, um, you know, increase your, the, what your, the foods that you eat that contain vitamin D. I don't think that would be harmful. And a lot of people are vitamin D deficient. There's also arguments that the levels that we're looking for aren't really, you know, it's making more people look like they're vitamin D deficient than they actually are. Um, so there's arguments there, but the point being that 
obviously if you choose food first, there's no harm in it. Um, so foods that are rich in vitamin D are um, fatty fishes like salmon, walnuts, um, the egg yolks. Um, most milks are fortified with vitamin D. Um, and then also to know that when you have, when you consume vitamin D, you also want to make sure you're getting enough calcium because calcium helps absorb vitamin D. So those are things like, you know, yogurts, uh, cottage cheese, most dairy, um, dark leafy greens, and um, lots of your fishes that with, if you keep the bones in, they'll have extra calcium and vitamin D, but it, you're absolutely not eating the bones. Um, but those are going to be better than like a filet, for example. Um and then if you did want to take a vitamin D supplement, that's where it's like, oh, I would say if you're deficient, I've always told people, if you're deficient in vitamin D, then you would be subscribed to vitamin D supplement, but I wouldn't just take it just to take it. Um, you know, so making sure, and then if you are going to take a supplement, making sure that it's been verified by a third party. So whatever it says that's inside of it is actually inside of it. Um, and then lastly, just for like 10, 15 minutes, no sunscreen going outside and getting UV rays. It's actually, it's, it's slightly damaging to the skin, but you'll get your vitamin D and then put your sunscreen on and then stop the damage oh. to your skin. <laughs> but is it so, just as little as 10 minutes is, is enough to kind of, uh, like 10, 15 minutes. This is, there's, okay. there's a lot of different arguments there, yeah. but, um, you know, I think as long as you don't burn, everyone's skin is a different color and there's different, yeah. fa you know, fairness and all that. Burning obviously means skin damage. So we definitely don't want to get to the point of burnt. Um, but just like a little bit of, you know, being, having your skin exposed and that, that usually is enough to kind of get in the vitamin D, but like I said, food first. And then, and then, <laughs> so there, there was actually some question as to whether, it, you know, and we don't know this for sure, but, uh, you know, obviously the, the rates of um, African-Americans dying of this have been much higher than, you know, other other ethnicities. And obviously a lot of that is, you know, definitely going to be kind of socioeconomic and they're the ones that are going to be more on the front, you know, more of the kind of essential workers um, and, you know, kind of have not having the luxury of not being able to go out and things like that. But, um, the, you know, um, black people do have lower vitamin D or right, tend to have skin. more deficiency because of the Correct. melanin. So there is some question as to whether that also could be, you know, if you control for all the other factors, you know, how much of it is that it, the vitamin D levels are so much lower that that's kind of causing the mortality rate um, to increase. Um, and um, yeah, so it's an, you know, it, it is interesting. It's that, definitely you know, something we know that this is, I mean, it's a bit, it's more of an observational study. There's nothing yeah. like there was no, like, you know, um, cause and effect or like do this, yeah. do that, but yeah. it's enough data to show that they should probably do further research. And yeah. like I, I've said this on multiple podcasts, whether it's mine or your, or ours or whoever's like that, because it's so new, we really can't, we can't take this stuff as Bible. Like we, yeah. we just, we don't, there's so much we still don't know. So it's important to note. And like, you know, I want to, I want to recommend, you know, obviously you want to do the best that you can to help, but like anything, it's always about variety because if you do too much of one thing, you don't know if you could potentially be doing damage yeah. um, to your body, to your system or putting your immune system at greater risk. Like, we're not sure. So like anything, just, you know, stay up, stay um, aware, pay attention and, you know, like I said, if eating a piece of fish, we've talked about this before about omega-3s and like how great it is. And that's where also fish is. So eating fish two to three times a week, I don't think is going to harm you in any way. Of yeah. course, unless you have an allergy to, to fish, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a problem with something like this that's so new and um, there's so much research kind of coming out is that, it, you know, it, it's almost, um, it's uh, irresponsible, you know, to, especially if you're in a higher a position, to almost tout some of these studies without um, having real knowledge because people are so afraid and so quick to jump on anything that and i think for a lot of us you know me included for some things like i you know i'm not apt to like if i read hear something i'm not apt to necessarily read the study and do my own research i'm just like oh well so so and so said this i guess that's right and um you know a lot of people are like that so i think we, we all have to exercise restraint when you're when we're talking about things like that and or add that caveat of look this is preliminary research it looks one way more needs to be done we don't know don't start drinking disinfectants you know like, like <laughs> you almost need to add that caveat because people are very quick to listen to whomever their authority person and and, and, I, and I know we say we joke a lot about people that follow our, our you know president but i think it, it works all the ways and um you know you, you know you can get if if you know uh, uh, cuomo says something or bernie sanders says something a lot of people are going to take sure. that as gospel without doing appropriate research even when we'll laugh at you know president so I, so i'm not necessarily saying you know just you know in one direction just in general we all need to you know you take everything you, you take what you hear and then you know do a little bit of your own research and mm -hmm. and especially when it comes to the coronavirus every, we, we know so little about it that i think um you you have to even there you have to just take everything with a grain of salt and and wait to hear um you know as as more stuff comes out because we, we just don't know i mean again like even something like with heat like one minute heat you know heats it'll do bad in good climate hot climates and it'll do better and, and it's, mm -hmm. you just don't know so mm -hmm. just such a weird situation nope. um it's true. And and it goes back to sort of what we were talking about earlier. Well, at least my opinion is that I, I don't trust people. I, I trust that I, I trust that people will not always make the right decision. And it is uh, and you we're actually seeing it now. And for, for instance, in I was a little concerned about going back to, to Nashville in Tennessee. They've started opening stuff up. You know, the governor was like, Oh, we're gonna we're gonna open this stuff up. And everyone was like, Yeah, and then you know, people there are oops, sorry, are sick of of what's going on. And so now the rates are, are shooting up again. It's like, you know, yeah. you, you know, they, people will listen. Yeah. It's, it's very true that people that are in a, some sort of position of authority. And a lot of times that just means if they have a lot of ears on them. So yeah. a celebrity that has a big uh, Twitter following a politician, um, anyone like that, a podcaster, mm -hmm. if they have to be, you know, they have to be, very responsible in what they're doing. And that's why there are lots of politicians on all sides of the aisle, really, right now. It's not a partisan thing that they're just saying, oh, we're going to open up. Oh, we need this. Yeah. It's like, we get it. You know, the, we're, we're, we're screwed right now. The economy is really bad, but it's, it, I think they're, I think things aren't so black. Oh, let's just open everything up. Yeah. But, you know, it's happening in places and we're seeing yeah. the rates skyrocket again. So, yeah. It's, well, it's a tough. It's a tough position. It's I don't. Really I don't know position. what's going to fix it because I know I, I it's think a you're, really tough you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Especially yeah. in a country of our size, because I think herd immunity is not a realistic thing because you're going to have too many people die, and uh, you know it's just going to be. It'll be horrific for a lot of people, mm -hmm. but. If you keep things shut down much longer, yeah, like we, we, you know, we don't have a strong social safety net, uh, and I think that's what it comes down to. Really, is like we we don't have a, a system in place that 
can protect all of the citizens um, when there is something like this. Because, you know, if there was a strong enough social safety net, if we had kind of universal health care um, and, and there was really a bill put out, you know, like if they, you know, gave everybody enough money to get by, they, you know, like, let's say if you go out, you, you cancel, you know, cancel rents and mortgages for, you know, three months. Um, you give everybody, you know, a couple thousand dollars a month. Um, you, you know, everyone has free health care. Uh, you can potentially weather that storm. You could make people stay home for, you know, three, four months and, and really try to, you know, fight sure. it. And then when people go back to work, you stagger it and you bring people back, you know, but we don't have that in place. And yeah. so, and our priorities tend to be kind of the big corporation. So we don't have a system in place, I think, to weather that storm. So I think we're going to see like, once people get back to work, it's going to spike again. And we're just going to have these rolling like waves of, you know, lockdowns until we get a vaccine and it's unfortunate but i just don't i don't know how that's not the uh, you know that that's not what happens you know moving forward mm-hmm. yeah. all right oh, so we, we we here's what we haven't asked the trainer did you uh open up the we do yes, yeah, yeah, yes yeah. we haven't asked okay the trainer. all right oh. so let's go to the trainer. All right. my so, my apartment positive. i haven't had my air conditioning on right now but i am sweating so can okay. we <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Tone. Turn on your air Oh, no, wait. No, because no, oh, it's the noise. It'll bleed. It'll the bleed. noise. All right, all right yeah. we'll get through it. We'll get through it. All right, <laughs> all right so what's the question? All right, so, um, so Scott asks, Hey, guys, love the podcast. I started seriously lifting weights about a year ago. Recently, I've been struggling to increase my weights, but I feel as if I'm struggling with the grip as opposed to actual strength. Does it make sense to increase weights if my grip is struggling? Do you have any tips on increasing grip strength? That's a good, uh, good question. That's a great question. Um, yeah, so a lot of times you're only as strong as your weakest link, so you find that like with certain exercises, you as you increase the weights, you start to have trouble with almost like the connective tissue and and the smaller muscles become the weaker thing versus like the larger muscles so you'll have like grip strength is an issue um a lot of times with like you know things like bicep curls or like triceps extensions like the you know issues become the tendons get injured before the the you know the muscles so yeah so grip so you know, I'm assuming then you're talking about certain exercises, like maybe, you know, deadlifts, um, or if you're like holding, you know, dumbbells, like for, I don't know, shrugs or like lunging or, you know, think you're going to have a hard time gripping. So, you know, you can, you can do both, but I would, you know, depending on the exercise and how strong you're getting and the weights you're using, um, might change a little bit, but yeah, I would definitely say incorporate grip strength into your program. And so, you know, you kind of have a more broad or general thing. So you could just focus on grip strength itself, which would be, you know, maybe, you know, doing things um, where you're you're literally just isometric holds with heavier weights. So you might take, like, let's say if you're doing, let's say you're doing dumbbell deadlifts or squats, holding, you know, 50 pounds, just throwing that out there. And that's, you're feeling you're having a tr- hard time doing the squats and holding the grip. You might want to just focus on isometric holds with the 50 pounds, yep. you know, for whatever, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, um, and then going heavier on those weights. So you're just doing those isometric holds with the weights. You can do things like forearm curls, wrist extensions, help a little bit with grip strength. You know, one of those little gripper things, although yeah, I never found that. that. I thought that yeah. doesn't help I mean, for weights. It, it yeah, just it'll help for practical. Like if you're doing yeah. grappling, it'll definitely help. But, um, you know, but again, grip strength like functional grip strength for like grappling is a little bit different from like weightlifting grip strength so just I, I find that my, my favorite for that sort of thing are the farmer's walks i find that yeah far, no farmer's walks are great so good and it's a great um, exercise just in general another thing you could do is is if you you know, work on gripping odd shaped things so like 
you know, for example, you could just go out into your yard or, you know, go out into a park and find like, you know, weird shaped stones and just try to grip and hold those. Like, you know, you find that you'll find that you'll have a hard time grabbing things that, you know, like barbells and dumbbells are meant for you to grip, but try grabbing things that maybe aren't designed for you to grip and holding onto them, especially if they have a good amount of weight to them can help. Um, they sell, like you can get online actual, um, I forget the name, but they're basically like attachments to bars that increase the circumference uh, or the, you know, the diameter of the, um, of of the bar and that will actually it makes it harder so if you're gripping a wider object it's actually harder to grip and so it's more challenging so you might another thing you can do is if you use those larger grips you can do the same exercises with maybe lighter weight but with those grips and that's also going to help you with your with your grip strength so that's another great thing to that's a little more functional because you can focus on the actual exercises that you're doing with but just with that increased um grip and, uh, you know, and the same thing, like, you know, you can work strength versus endurance. So some of the grip strength might be the actual, like how, how much you can hold, but some of it might be the endurance. So it might be that you can grip, you know, 50 pounds, you know, and hold it for 10 seconds, but more than that, and, and you, you fatigue. So you might want to work on things where you're holding it for longer periods, but then you also might want to work on things where you're holding heavier weights. So it's totally something you can do. Um, I might say, for a couple of weeks, just keep your weights at the same and just focus more on, you know, add, you know, do the exercises, but add, add some grip training into it. Maybe add, uh, you know, again, if you can get the wider grips, do that, um, you know, and then play around with like maybe during your warmups or off days, doing things where you're kind of gripping odd shaped objects, um, you know, even, even bar, you know, plates, like, you know, grip the grip, you know, if it depends on the kind of plate, like, grip the part that doesn't um, have a, a handle and, you know, just playing with that will help a lot with, with grip strength. Um, speaking of, I saw, a, a, you'll get, uh, I don't know if you'll, it'll be as funny to you, Tony. I don't know how much like weightlifting you've done, but um, there, I saw like a meme and I'm going to butcher it, but it basically had a picture of like the, you remember the old style, like iron plates, Justin, you know, of the course. old style that, you, sure. and, and then the more, the newer like plates that are rubber and usually have handles yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like, you know, they're both 45 pounds, but it was something like, you know, I challenge, I, I dare you to tell me that the iron one was lighter than the, you know, that, that, the <laughs> other one, it's so true. Like that iron one felt like it was a thousand pounds it's where true. like the newer ones didn't. So I just thought that, thought that was funny. No, it is funny. It's funny. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's something to be said about, um, not having new and shiny equipment where uh, some of the bars, they, they're made easier to hold. And yes, they help in some ways, but not in others. When things are a little, when, when yeah, those big iron bars and, like, and, the, and the really thick, uh, you know, the, like the, the really thick barbells, now they make them, or the dumbbells that are like scratchy, now they make them sleek and easy to hold. I think there's, yeah. there is something to that where it's like it hurts a little bit to hold them. Like, I don't know if it if it actually makes you any stronger because weight is weight, no matter how yeah. you push it. But I don't know. There's there's something to you know toughening yourself up when it comes to that. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it, that's just maybe it's just where you know we're we're so we grew up where things were were just starting to become sleek. So we had to work with some of the old equipment that yeah. wasn't as as user friendly. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I think it was good. Yeah. <laughs> Toughness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's it. Um, so as usual, all of our stuff is at the gymwits, uh, gymwits.com, um, all of our social media, our website, uh, rate us, review us if you can, um, fill out the survey. Um, that's always at the show notes. If you have a chance, it'll help us out. Um, and that is it. I'm Ryan George. 
I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic, reminding you that truth does not sell. And I'm Tony Marinucci, a.k.a. Tips with Tony, a registered dietitian, helping you get healthy one bite at a time. And we are the Gym Witch. <laughs>